You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of 2023. And wow, we are starting it off very strong. I'm very excited for you to hear this episode. I'm talking to Joe from Pedal Playhouse and her channel deserves all the love in the world. It's honestly incredible what she's doing. It's a very unique take on the gear demo, and we get into all of that on this episode. So before we do that, I do have to let you know about a couple of real quick things. The first being, we're giving away another guitar over at Stringjoy. Last month, a fellow named John H. won the Martin Triplelot. That's what he ended up choosing. And he sent his smiling face to us, and we thought, you know what? That was really fun. Let's do it again. So this month, we are giving away a Gibson. Oh, yes, a Gibson SG Standard. It is a cherry red version from 2018, and it is simply gorgeous. This is not affiliated with Gibson in any way. We just found a really nice example we liked and decided that's the one. You can view the full rules at stringjoy.com slash giveaway rules. But here's the three super easy ways you can enter. Number one, just place any order on the website. You can go to stringjoy.com between January 1st and January 31st. Any purchase you make will automatically be entered. You don't have to do anything else. Two, during that same time frame, you can buy any Stringjoy product from an authorized retailer and email us the receipt. Just send it to contestentry at stringjoy.com and we'll make sure your name gets thrown in the hat as well. Number three, and this is the easiest way, and if we do this in the future, this will just be an automatic way you can enter and you don't even have to think about it. You just have to have a Stringjoy subscription of any frequency, it doesn't matter. As long as you're subscribed before January 31st, boom, you will be entered. This is of course voidware prohibited and you can view the full rules by visiting stringjoy.com giveaway dash rules. That's stringjoy.com giveaway dash rules. Woof, sorry about all that business up top. I just wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to get your name in the mix for that. The last thing I wanted to say is this episode will also be available in video form over on the Tone Mob YouTube channel, which is a huge focus for me this year. I have already put up way more videos in the last couple of weeks there than I have in quite some time, and I'm doing my best to learn and create really fun new content. I'm trying to take a similar approach to video that I do with the podcast, not only by posting the video versions of the podcast, but also by just creating content that I think is useful or people want to see and just really putting my heart into it. So if you could throw me a subscribe over there and leave some feedback on the videos, if you can, I'm trying to learn some new skills. So I'm open to hearing from you. Please check it out over there and let me know what you think. All right, without further ado, let's get into this episode. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Weiland, and with me today, I have Joe Brega from Pedal Playhouse. What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Everything's mm. going fine here. That's great to hear. We uh, just we were just talking on the internet about how we've been talking on the internet, you know, <laughs> off and on in some capacity yes. for uh, I don't know, 
three to seven years i have no idea yeah. even, honestly at this point. yeah i think we all we're all like ships passing the night <laughs> like we're mm-hmm. all like hey i see your post hey how's it going hey. and interact that way and then over over time we're just like yeah we're friends <laughs> yeah we're friends now but yeah i mean it's kind of funny we talk about it occasionally on chasing tone but like mm-hmm. i've recorded hundreds of hours of podcasts with wampler at this point i don't even know how many and we've hung out in total in person for maybe 30 minutes oh like, my God. <laughs> like at nam like hey so maybe maybe it's closer to 45 to an hour at this point mm-hmm. uh but yeah we've never even gotten to like sit down and eat dinner it's just oh <laughs> it's so like weird. i know them but in person yeah we've maybe like said five words <laughs> yeah it's a bizarre a bizarre connection that we that we develop doing all this internet stuff all the time yeah, and the fact that we can, because of like social media and all the platforms, you know, we can talk to people from, you know, across the waters, across the U.S. Like it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep, we can do podcasts. We can do yep. all kinds of stuff. It's great. <laughs> but I don't, f- despite all that, despite the fact that we've talked a bunch on the internet, I don't actually know that much about you, other than. Uh, you're very talented, and you really like guitar pedals. That's what I know about you. <laughs> so how did you start playing music? I mean, you also sing. You do all kinds of stuff. Like, what got you into music in the first place? Um, what I guess what got me into music in the first place is, I guess, if we want to go way back, is just listening to music with my parents. I mean, mm-hmm. just in the backseat, being a kid growing up and uh, singing in the car with uh, with my dad. And uh, that's basically, I guess, where I began singing. And that's, for the most part, um, for quite a while. Um, didn't like music teachers at all. <laughs> um, they didn't like me. Um, eventually, I got to the point where I started picking up a ukulele um at one point and then i that's pretty much what started me as the entry point into playing with vex pedals believe it or not really yes uh ukuleles with vex pedals are quite fun i i can't say i've ever tried i played a baritone ukulele in uh third or fourth grade and i was like yeah but it's missing two strings it's (laughs) like what do i do with this yeah Uh, every 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 time before that i tried to pick up a guitar i don't know what it was either was the time period before the internet you know we had all these resources like you think of uh, ultimate guitar or youtube people being kind and doing tutorials and things like that was before the before times the before times yeah the before times so getting into like an instrument or whatever you were very much on your own to kind of navigate and figure out how to play or to listen and learn things um and it wasn't really until i picked up an ukulele which was four strings i guess that was the manageable half that i could get into okay. it first. And I started with all the sizes. I went from the smallest and then I traversed up to the baritone and that's pretty much where I stayed. Like that was the perfect uh, one for me. And that's my first pedal that I got was an Earthquaker Devices uh, Ghost Echo. And I actually bought it on Halloween and I did not plan that. <laughs> so wow. it has like a little like it's, you know, in the background of my shelf, I always look at it affectionately. That's the one that I always keep because it's the first one. <laughs> That's interesting. So like my first pedal was just like a TS9, I believe. Yeah, it was. Mm. It was a regular TS9. But like my first delay pedal was a Solid Gold Effects Electroman. So we both kind of just dove right into the boutique side of 
yeah, yes, we can. <laughs> Unfortunately, like as far as like designs, stories, art, like that's really what I gravitate to. Anything that kind of has that kind of, aside from the sounds, it has something beyond just, you know, uh, what's on the surface. Also, the company's great, you know, so right. at warranty wise, that was perfect. I was like, anything happens, cool, they got me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So about when was that? When did you pick up the Ghost Echo? Oh, Ghost Echo. Wow. Um, I would say maybe, maybe 2014, 2015, I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would think I've been playing instruments maybe close to 10 years now. So, I mean, like, yeah, I was pretty much traversing from that point on to where I am now, where I have a... Um, yeah, I wouldn't call it a problem, but yeah, it's it's a <laughs> it's it's, a, it's very much a uh, huge investment in my time of uh, researching or learning about. I'm like a sponge. When I get really into something, I want to know everything about it, even if I don't use said things. Like I love to hear people talk about, let's say, synths or MIDI's or anything like that, and I'm like, I'm not into it now, but. I love learning as much as possible about said things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was the same thing with like gear and stuff like that. Like I love talking to people. I love connecting. Um, and just the more I learn about this stuff, the more I just get further and further down this lovely rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. So I uh, I posted about this recently, but I had a, an injury to my eyeball in 2011 and so oh, I, was, I think I saw that post yeah. yeah so I've talked about it on the show a few times but I was on light duty at my job for a while so I was, I was a heavy truck mechanic there's not really anything light duty about that job like you go on light duty and you're not supposed to move anything that's more than 20 pounds and you're like so I can't even pick up a wrench oh god uh, you know like yeah. there's nothing nothing you can do in that job hardly at all that's light and so my boss kind of you know he was like well you know, did you organize those files already? I was like, yeah. He's like, just go hide. <laughs> out of sight, out of yeah, mind, go just, corner, do it that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah, he literally had me like counting trailers for no reason. <laughs> and he, he finally was, I was like, I counted them. I did all the, the counting. I marked all the ones you told me to mark. He's like, just go hide in one then. <laughs> Until your shift is over, you know. And. Aww. So I was like, okay. So of course I, you know, it was not uh, terribly cold or hot. So I, yeah, I'd go, I found a trailer. It's just, this, this was really when I started getting into gear it, relating to, uh, yeah. you know, when you really start diving into something <laughs> and I was just pouring over forum after forum yeah. of, about tube amps and effects pedals. That's all I was doing for like the yeah, last just two hours. Just absorbing it all. Yep. Yeah. Of every, every shift I was basically just... <laughs> all right, I'm going to forum dive now and watch Andy Martin demos <laughs> and like all this stuff. And yeah, just watching, became watching demos. Yep. Mm -hmm. Watching demos, going through forums, discords, talking mm -hmm. to people, Instagram, like everything, just mm -hmm. diving down this rabbit hole head first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the time I had no like intention or idea that this, that I was going to be a part of it you know it was just neither did i i was just a consumer right <laughs> right <laughs> and, that's where we started <laughs> yeah exactly but so you started you really at least as far as i'm aware you really dove off the deep end even further you're like okay i'm gonna start doing demos 
And each one's going to take me 300 years to make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I am a glutton for punishment. And yeah. I like making my life difficult. <laughs> is I it guess challenge? Should... Is it extreme? Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess we should explain what we mean by that. So were your first demos <laughs> these animated ones or were you doing no, them? No. Uh, my first demos, you, if, if you scroll on my IG, which is I am Joan of Heart, and you go back, I guess like early 2021, you will see the first iterations of like what the demo channel started to be. And I think my first one was a Tulpa effects. Um, what was it? Hold on, wait. Yeah, it was one of his fuzzes. Uh, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank? Um, but yeah, his fuzz was great. I still have it. Um, the other mm -hmm. one I did later was the Flatwoods, um, like, the, you know, just great stuff. That was the first one. The other one after that, I was a beta tester for um, Mass Effects, The Expanse. And while mm -hmm. I was playing with that, I was like, well, why don't I make a really creative demo where like um, it's really creative in the sense where I have pop culture references. It's really goofy and silly and some kind of imagery that kind of plays with what I'm playing at the same time. Why don't we just, again, like everything that I do is like, Let's have fun, essentially, mm -hmm. is what it is. So with that one, uh, with filming, I <laughs> I still vividly remember tying the pedal onto a fishing rod and having my partner across the way roll it up like it was taking flight <laughs> above me. Like, oh, God, look, we're floating away. <laughs> really campy, like I love. I eat that stuff up. So, yeah, it's that kind of absurd humor and whatever's happening is really happening is <laughs> really what I love when it comes to, like, comedy and just having fun. That's great. That's phenomenal. Yeah, well, and obviously people are enjoying it. You get a lot of interaction. It's like, it's not the biggest channel in the world, but it's relatively new as well. And people really are drawn to it, which is why I wanted to have drawn. Haha, -ha, see what I actually did there. Ho oh, ho boy. I see what you uh, did there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, doing the animation and everything, like, did you, do you have a background in this stuff or where did you learn that? Um, animation is only really the most recent part of my education over the last year, and I got into it for a very specific reason, which I'll get into. But everything prior, I am a graphics professional of over, I guess, about at this point, 20 years. I'm a mm -hmm. consultant at this point, freelance. Um, yeah, all the Adobe software, um, Premiere video stuff. I did commercially uh, working for a computer company. Like I would say, what, Tiger Direct Comp USA for like about five years, one of my mid-20s. And yeah, I... Their editing department, creative department, yeah, corporation I worked with. And then after that, I've worked in an architecture firm. Like I've I've worked in many different kind of areas and I learned quite a lot over the years. But when I joined, um, what do you call it? Well, when I went to college, um, one of the things I always wanted to do was to learn animation. I love 3D animation, just animation in general. I grew up watching cartoons, like, of course, Um voice acting I always wanted to get into because of course I grew up with like my dad we would recite the lines to each other and you know it'd be a fun <laughs> thing for us to kind of do with each other um but when I got into this um it was kind of exploring some kind of thing I wanted to do because I couldn't do in college and for my career I always did things for what my client wanted and never really for myself mm -hmm. um I really wanted to do something that was for me. And in navigating going into animation, 
um, it was kind of in a sense of I got really sick in 2021 mid-year where I could only eat about five, maybe seven things. Um, mm. I was questioning mortality quite a bit because they didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, I kind of thought that I was dying. So the channel really comes out of, and the sunlight specifically was, I guess my last hurrah, if I wanted to go, if this was it, no regrets. I, in any of the time that I didn't feel well as a creative distraction, I used that as learning animation, um, and tried to focus on that as a creative, you know, um, way of ex kind of exploring something that I hadn't done before. And for me, I guess, before whatever was happening was going to happen. But uh, obviously, I am still alive. I they figured out what it was. And I guess I have to keep doing this, right? <laughs> 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 Apparently, I'm supposed to do this. So someone get me going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very glad that they figured it out. That makes me very <laughs> me happy. Too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I, like, I was like, wow, this got, this took a turn that I yeah, wasn't that's expecting. Usually when I talk to people, they're like, how did you get started in this? And they're thinking some kind of like, well, yes, that was really what I wanted to do. And all the reasons <laughs> like, no, it's really a dark, <laughs> it's really a dark reason. But, oh, I you thought know, I was out of, dying. Yeah, actually. I thought I was dying. <laughs> so out of the dark, I guess the darkness. Um, and I think it's really important as artists, and it's part of our job to go into the darkness and find the light. And that's kind of what I think through all that I did find mm -hmm. I think so you've got a lot of light going on like, <laughs> in, I'm being raised on John yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean was that something that you that I maybe missed that you did talk about publicly or was it more um, just I think I think in the times that some people I've talked to I guess on some other podcasts and just in general um, if you talk to me directly and I kind of talk to you long enough, I guess you'd know that about me. But no, I never really kind of talked about it because I guess I didn't want to distract away from obviously the creative aspect of it and what it was. And also I didn't want to say, you know, oh, look at me, pity party kind of thing. Like right. I just wanted to focus on this is what I did. This is where we're going with it. You know, obviously I survived that, thank God. And, mm -hmm. you know, where do we go now with this now that obviously anything is possible? Where can we go? What can we do? What can we find? What can we discover? How can I film things in ways that I always learn something new, which makes me better, you know, mm -hmm. than I already, uh, already, I had a lot coming into this, but what else can I learn? How can I get better at mixing sound? How can I get better at like finally having this opportunity to voice act myself? Yeah. How do I change it up with each character? Like when I'm writing storyboards, like how do I become these characters that a lot of people end up falling in love with or making memes <laughs> and tagging me in or reciting to their friends. That's what I loved about the sunlight the most. When I had people that, you know, would tell me, oh, you know, I sent this to my friend and like we were both for like the past week, like saying lines to each other, like a joke of thing. And that really made me feel good. I was like, oh, I created something in somebody else's life that I used to do with my dad. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I'm kind of in a way I'm doing a good ripple. I'm I'm leaving that at least. If somebody watches these things and for 30 minutes or so forgets 
everything and just goes back to having the curiosity of a kid and just having fun and just, you know, just in a place that makes them happy. Like I did a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You talked about the responsibility of the artist briefly, and that's something Mm -hmm. that has come up occasionally on this show, but most uh, notably probably with, uh, uh, with my friend Devon, uh, he's, you know, it's kind of funny to hear two different people whose videos, styles, and work I really appreciate and mm-hmm. like am kind of blown away by both kind of echo that same point that artists have a responsibility. I think a lot of us want to feel like we don't, <laughs> like we don't <laughs> owe it to anybody to create anything. And I think that I see both sides of that, but there is some level of what what his point was there is that there are people who can't do these things for one reason or another, whether they don't have access to the tools, they just don't have that skill, whatever, insert whatever reason it is here. Mm. I mean, there's things I, I'll never be LeBron James. There's lots of reasons I can't dunk. <laughs> I'm short. Like, you know, I'll, I'll never be Nita Strauss. It's all yeah. right. I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> it's okay. Right. Yeah. But I feel like there is some level of like, I don't want to call it responsibility, but I don't know what other word that there is for it. Like you need to do it because you're the only one that can do whatever it is that you're doing. And, and I, uh, I've, I've, I've let that weigh on me a little bit in some ways. Sometimes that's good pressure and sometimes it's a bit overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah, it, it can be overwhelming at times, but I guess from my standpoint, and I'll, I'll bring it back to Devon because to be honest, besides like get off set and, uh, when they had Devon on the show for that episode that they, it was like two hour episode, Listening to Devon talk about being a musician and an artist and seeing his work and everything, I have said many times how grateful and thankful I am to him because part of the reason why I have this channel is because I listen to him speak. He is one of the reasons that I am basically on this route that I am with music and also with this animation channel. Mm -hmm. I find that his work is extremely inspiring to me. I mean, we do different things, but just the artistry and just everything he sets up with his pedal demos, like all like it's the props even behind and the filming and the lights, like just so much consideration and attention to detail and passion and oh, so, so good. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, I could, I could gush. I love his work. Hi, I'm Vincent and I'm here to talk about the Maris My dad's always going on and on about how cool Maris is. He really went off on one about the Mercury X the other day. He said something about a 4800 hertz sample rate and 99 preset locations in 33 banks and something along the lines of the most advanced reverb pedal ever devised by man? That's all true, but I only care about one thing. This pedal sounds sick. So make sure you check out the Mercury X and all the other fine products at maris.us, as well as fine retailers worldwide. All right, Dad, now can I have my Pocky? How exactly do artists get their music on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal, all these services? How in the world 
do you get your music there? Well, in the past, you had to use something called a record label. But these days, you can use DistroKid. DistroKid is the absolute easiest way to get your music up on streaming services. And it's the most affordable way to do so. Not only do plans start at $22.99 for the entire year, that's less than two bucks a month, DistroKid also does not take a cut of your streaming revenue, unlike some other services out there. Even better if you sign up by going to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. That's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. One more time, that's ToneMob.com slash DistroKid. You'll get 30% off. That's right, 30% off. They're already extremely reasonable prices. So go to ToneMob.com slash DistroKid and get your music out there. I love his work. He's also one of my favorite people. I've <laughs> I've had him on two two or three times now. I can't remember. I think three times. Two just like chats, and then one time we uh, debuted some music on here as well. But he's one of the people that, especially during the lockdown, hmm. like we found ourselves on phone calls randomly, and we'd be on the phone for four and a half hours. Aww. That's great. <laughs> yeah, just wandering. I'm just wandering around the neighborhood, oh, and we're just talking great. about yeah. cameras. It starts with cameras, yep. and then it just goes down. Not cameras at yep, all. That's, that's another thing that <laughs> we're into here too is cameras. Like I love lens babies. Like we have like film TLRs, like if you think Roloflex and stuff like that. So, I mean, we're into cameras here in this house too. So yeah, we can have those conversations too, Blake. <laughs> I, I know almost nothing about it, to be honest. I just go to Devon. I'm like, is this cool? Can I like, do yeah. this? Is this it, cool? Okay. You uh, approve. Okay, good. Or, <laughs> or just like I'll find something online like, this vintage lens looks cool. Is it? Oh, don't get that one. They don't get that. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That's a I'm good like, friend. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or be like, you want this one. I'd be like, hmm, that's okay. I'll take that one then. <laughs> we actually, when he came to Portland here for the um, Chase Bliss put on the uh, pedal party here at the local brewery, hmm. you know, we saw it was not a huge show. So we saw everything pretty quickly. And a lot of it was stuff we were already familiar with. So he's like, let's go to, let's go somewhere else. And so, I was like, I have the spot for you. We have a store in Portland called Blue Moon Camera and Machine. Yes, I went there too. So when I saw that photo, I commented on it and I was like, you went there? Yes. He was like, you have this here? Whoa. Yes. <laughs> I wish they had that where I lived. When I visited Portland, we're like, we went there too. And I was like, they mm -hmm. don't have any of that. They don't even have like, aside from like big box, like Guitar Center and Sam Ash, they don't even have like guitar like stores here, really. It's really? only the big, it's only the big, Big names here. I live in South Florida. So like in Miami, we only have the corporation like kind of run stuff. We don't have the little ma pop kind of stuff. It's very much if I had to find that, I'd have to drive an hour or more outside to find anything run by anyone other than like, you know, a big guitar. I don't know where in Florida this is, and I also realize that Florida is a big state. Yes, so this could is. be a this could be a stupid <laughs> statement. Of land, yes. <laughs> but, uh, Walt Grace Vintage, I know, is in Florida, and I believe they're yes, in Miami. Yes, I've been there. Yes, okay. They have the classic cars and they have the guitars. That's... I've been there and I've played pedals there too. So I'm thankful they're there, but they mm -hmm. are a little on the pricey side. They are. They are a very yeah. expensive store, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's also like. 
oh, my two loves combined. Oh, yeah, like, me too. I, I also love cars too. So that's oh. why when I go there, yes, there's lots of things we can talk about. Oh, wow. I mostly love like imports. And I also were for about five years were in the competition scene, like car shows and stuff like that. I did uh-huh. that too as well. Yeah. So I, oh, this I am great. very diverse in my background of life lived. So that's why I did the animation thing. But it was like, if I'm going out, you know, looking back at my life, I've been in a lot of things scenes wise you know, like that i've done very interesting things that you would look at me and not think that i've done or been into i want to talk about cars but maybe we'll save that for Patreon yeah well we can save that for we can big, save that for off <laughs> yes i'm a big big car guy and i like pretty much all of them I okay. like no I like, no focus on just American or import like which I I mean I oh, I am a muscle car guy okay. by background uh my dad and I built a, a 69 Camaro when I was oh, a nice. teenager so that's my baby but mm-hmm. I love all cars like nice. I yeah. I had I, a turbo 240SX for a while that I really nice. enjoyed and I was really into that whole scene for a minute but I like I like pretty much all of it my dad's like yeah. you're so weird i'm like no but i like i <laughs> yeah. like big trucks i like slam trucks i like electric cars i like i like it if it has wheels i'm into it like yeah I'm, i usually when i look at cars uh i when i look at them i think of them as art in motion like yeah. it's the way that their curves are the way that they're designed um yeah like i love so much about the way cars are designed and the thought put it back you know into them i mean obviously my range of that is more like 80s 90s and the aughts is more mm-hmm. my range of time um but yeah like i mostly love imports i love some of the older american stuff but i've been surprised by some of the newer stuff coming out yeah there i think everybody's really stepped their game up in the last mm-hmm. few years pretty much across the board even if you're not even if you look at it from a non-enthusiast perspective, like a bare bones, like, well, we have a, uh, the least car person car ever for the daily driver, which is a, a Kia soul. And it's like the base, it's base the model. Car. Yeah, exactly. It's the <laughs> base, base model. Except yeah. The only thing not base about it is it's not a manual transmission. That's oh. the only upgrade. Mm. But <laughs> if you look at that car versus something that was top of the line in 1992, and it's got way more bells and whistles than, you know, top of the line Subaru from 92, right? Yeah. So everybody, even the bottom of the market has come up significantly beyond what you and I grew up looking at pretty much. No, of course. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and yeah, with the Beto transmission, that would have been would have been pretty fun. Like, yeah, so I was like, oh, no, anti-theft device. Oh, not me, sir. Not me. <laughs> not me. I can get it. <laughs> I can steal your car. <laughs> I do love a manual transmission. No, me too. It is fun. I drive. uh, Well, we have a Subaru, uh, you know, uh, Crosstrek here, and I love that car. But beyond that, um, I have a Honda S2000, which uh, one of the first ones, uh, Mm -hmm. Berlino Black. And I had a new Formula Red 2001 some years ago, and I planted a black stripe down the center of the back. So it had its own, like, red and black. Mm -hmm. We even carried it into the interior. It was so good. It was the one that I had to let go at some point, and I still think of. (laughs) Oh, Yes. Yeah. yeah. We all have those. Yeah. It's well, I only it's really just that 240 for me, but I I look back at that 240 and I'm like I had I did I didn't need to get rid of it. Like it was my daily driver and I was going to get in trouble because mm. it was pretty fast yeah. and I like to About the put same. It, I'd like to put <laughs> it sideways as often as possible and Yep, that was fun. It, yeah, it was a good time, but it, I'm retrospect like i miss it 
but I'm also glad it's gone because something bad was going to happen probably. So, Well, I'm, again, I'm glad you're still here and nothing bad happened. I got way more tickets in my Mini Cooper than I did in that loud, obnoxious really? 240. Yeah, because I would do these crazy things in the 240 that you shouldn't do on public roads, oh, allegedly. I, I never underestimate, obviously, the car that I look at because I had a friend that had a Scion XB and he reinforced like blue blocked it and everything. He could take that card sidewall like sideways and like burn cars that you wouldn't associate a Scion XB with burning. I wouldn't associate a Scion XB with burning anything. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'd been in the car at the time. I was just like, this is, is this really happening? Like, what is going on? Like, my perception of reality is now shifted. I can't, I can't understand what just happened to me. Yeah, what happened? What, this is not supposed to happen. No. <laughs> that guy is now going to go home and rethink his life. Look what you did to them. Look what you did to that Porsche. He's Look weeping. What you did to him. The guy in the Porsche is weeping. He's weeping. <laughs> He's now going to go sell that car. <laughs> Trade it for a Scion XB and then be very, even more confused. Yeah, he, he's going to drop a 2ZZGE right in it. <laughs> that's great. That's fantastic. Well, we better, I don't know how many car people listen to this show, so maybe we'll save that for later. Get back, maybe get, we should. We've gotten so off topic, but in a good way, I think. That, that's, a, that's all we do here is get off topic. What do I say? Guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I gave up on trying to keep it on track, and we we just we share too many too many interests. There's <laughs> yes, there's all yes we do. Now we know this. <laughs> so, with, I want to talk about the Ma video because I think that's the yeah. one I I watched and then rewatched and then was like, wow. really? Oh, you rewatched it? Thank I you. I did like rewatch that. it. Yeah, because yeah. I, I like, really love it when I hear people say that they watch something more than once that it has rewatchability. <laughs> I well, I couldn't wrap my mind around how you did all of <laughs> how that. I did it. Oh, honestly, when I go into a demo, there's there's situations where I'm like, how the fuck am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> it's several weeks of like trying to figure out or get my mind like in the game. Like, okay, you have to do this. You have to do this. Like, how do we do this? How do we figure it out? How am I set up now? Oh my god, I have to reroute everything to do that. All right, well, let me dedicate this time at night on this day. Like, mm. and I was also like at the time it was right before. I've also been navigating construction noise, so that's why the Albi took me a little bit longer. That would have mm. been a shorter demo. But with the Maw, I had to figure out with the mouths. Um, normally, the the program that I use is essentially built for like one mouth control, like eyes, like it's almost like a marionette that I put together. And Maybe then we should pause real anime. quick for the people that mm -hmm. don't know what we're talking about. We just said ma and they might not even know what oh, that yes. is. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's back up. So you did a, a very intense demo yes. for the old blood noise ma. What is the ma? The Maw is basically a microphone audio workstation. It can work with your guitar. It can work with uh, a dynamic mic, which is basically what I focused that demo on because none of the detriment of what other demos were out there, but I kind of, in a lot of, when I was thinking about doing this demo when Seth reached out to me to do something, I think they were one of the first people to ever come out and say, hey, you want to do this, you know, um, and when thinking about it, I was like, you know, looking at the demos, I was like, I haven't seen anyone approach this from like a singer's point of view. I would actually like to think of this in the vein of, okay, if I'm a singer in a band, I want to take this on stage. How can I think about this in the context if I'm a cover band, tribute, or even if I want to just do this in a sense where I want to make cool sounds that just aren't 
um, making strange sounds like, you know, late at <laughs> night. And I want to use this as like a workstation, like a workhorse to like do things. Um, and I thought the really cool thing about the mall was the fact that um, you also had an effects loop. And I know people didn't show that either. So I was like, oh, there's so many unique opportunities that not only could I show this being used in a context of like cover songs and things like this, because I'm not monetized. So I'm just like, aha, you can't give me strike. I make no money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get me. <laughs> I can do what I want, at least for now. <laughs> but yeah. Well, it, I better was... go back and bump up your watch hours then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm like at seven, eight out of like 4,000, like at the rate of speed of snail that I am going, I don't know really if I'm ever going to make monetized. I mean, everything's been out of pocket so far. And yeah, like, I mean, I just made merchandise, which is great. I figured I could, you know, tomorrow after we're talking is actually the year anniversary for my channel. So nice. I figured, hey, you know, it's it's been a year. Why don't I just make some kind of merchandise that if you've been watching all along, you get the reference. <laughs> It'd be right. kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not actually either. I keep because I I uh, I just it's always been like the back burner thing that I do. Mm -hmm. And I finally and I've said this for like two years or three years, like I'm going to focus on it now. I'm going to actually put some effort into it. And this time I really mean it. I'm going to do it this time. So. I got some more videos I'm working on. Good. They're nothing like what you do, but I, I just... It's <laughs> no, no one does what I do. They were smart. <laughs> they were smart. It's, but it's, I got to say, the you know, for all of the problems with YouTube, I, hmm. I have to give them credit where credit's due. It's the only platform where I can put something out there and people actually find it, like new people actually find it. The algorithm seems to be like, oh, Blake put out something. I guess we'll actually show this to a couple people. <laughs> Whereas sometimes on IG, I'm like, I've been making stuff on here for uh, you know close to 10 yeah. years. And now it's starting to just get clamped and clamped and clamped. And then I'll put a meme and that'll do good. And then they oh, get clamped, course. And, clamped and clamped and clamped and clamped. I love memes. You include memes. cats and you're like skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> but, but YouTube, every it's like I am, I get what I put in. And I, I just haven't put enough into it. You know, maybe yeah. I'm scarred from the the one time I tried to do 30 videos in 30 days, and then oh my god, whole... why did you do that to yourself, you poor man? Well, I got to I got to like 12 or something, mm -hmm. and then my whole air. I that's when we got put on a evac notice, and the uh, whole area was on yeah. fire, and I was okay, just like, yeah, that's totally understandable. Evac, please. <laughs> I was. We didn't end up having to evac, okay, but okay. but I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm not in a mental space to do this anymore. But it was working. That's the thing that's upsetting. It was working, and uh, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, it's hard to upkeep that kind of like you know, consistency. And, um, the closest thing I did to that was, uh, she shreds had used to have, or they still do every so often the, uh, a rad or riff of the day for like a full month. And I did in January, like all 31 days, like the Whoa. point I was like on some of my sickest days, I was still doing it like and by the end of it I was like I'm glad I did this I never want to do this again <laughs> I never want to do this again and let's even bringing it back to the mall in total like when I put it together I never really know how long these videos are I consistently do about 30 minutes it looks like for my demos without even like meaning for it to be there it just ends up always at about 30 minutes but with the mall 
that was like pretty much like an hour. So the whole time, like I'm making this, I'm like graciously saying it even afterwards. If you watch any of this, I appreciate it. An hour is a long time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anybody who watched anything of this. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do an hour again. That almost killed me. <laughs> I can't do an hour again. I mean, the more features a pedal has, the more I have to explain or more I have to do. Right. So yeah, like that, that was a lot. <laughs> I've taken the, the, I don't know if this is, I guess it's kind of the lazy way, but I've taken mm. the lazy way on highly or very in-depth pedals. And I'm just like, I'm going to show you three to five sounds that I like in this. Mm -hmm. I'll show you the settings for how to get there. You, yeah, the right you, can, read the, you can read the manual to learn how to run <laughs> this thing. That is not my job. So <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's the right way of going about it. Like I had to read nope. the manual. I'll show you the sounds. I'll show you what I can make it do. You figure it out. Cause, uh, but, but at the same time, then there's people like Mark Johnson who does two hour videos going over everything. And I'm like, man, I'm such a, I'm such a wuss. <laughs> that, that's, that's one of the jokes I was kind of making with friends here and there. And I was like, I'm giving Mark a run for his money. I'm at an hour. I'm coming for you, Mark. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not doing no two hour man. video. Yeah, no, no way. dedication. He does great work. So yeah, he that's does. another person I like. I like, I feel like I'm spread thin sometimes and I'd love to be more involved in certain areas. Um, um, and catch everyone's demo when they release. But now it's just like, okay, throughout the week and when everyone drops at the same day, it's like, oh, I get you today during my lunch. I get you during, my, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to fit people in to watch because I love these channels, not just the people, but I love the creativity that they add. Like even like, you know, besides Get Offset or Devon or Ann Solowski or Working Class Music, like, you know, Emily Hopkins. There's just so many like channels that are so wildly creative and fun that I always look forward to see what they create next. Yeah, exactly. And I always do. And I'm always like, man, I got it again. I got to step my game up. I'm not <laughs> I'm not even close to anybody that you just mentioned. So it's I mean, to be honest, like I always say this to other people just get started. I mean, it doesn't mean you don't start at where those people you're watching are. And, you know, you learn things as you go and you find your own direction, your North Star. Uh, it's Again, you start with certain equipment, then you end up shedding that skin, and then you find other angles or equipment in which you use later, which you improve the quality and what you want to do over time. You're not going to be good at this out the gate, and you have to have patience, and you have to be kind to yourself, and just keep going. Whatever your mm -hmm. life gets in the way, and sometimes it's okay. If things get in the way, take a break. Don't guilt yourself. You'll get back into it. When you do and when you have vigor or if you don't have gray clouds, that'll be great. Like it's possible. Just definitely just do, though. Do it at exactly. some point. Just do. Yeah. That's it. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you start. I mean, a perfect example. I know we've brought him up like it. Uh, he's just the best. <laughs> but Devon's first yes. video was with his iPhone. He did a generation, the Cooper effects generation loss with I'm pretty sure that's the pedal. Ninety nine percent sure that's the pedal he did. And I know he did his first video with his iPhone and you wouldn't know that looking at it, but yeah. it shows you what you can do with the phone yeah. that's in your pocket. Yep. It's crazy what you can do with these things now. No, it's of course. Like everything is really at, at your arm's reach. I mean, the, even like you could even think about even if uh, an iPhone isn't within your affordability, um, you can even use those little GoPros like a mm -hmm. used one. Like I had a used Hero 4 and I bought 
like somebody's like use Hero 5 for my first videos like Sunlight and things like that for like, you know, for the house band, certain overhead cam. I'm, I moved the 5 uh, GoPro now over to my pedal board. So when I do live streams or if I want to show the pedal board while the house band is playing, that's just the GoPro little small camera that's who knows how old now. Like, right? it's if it works and it does 1080p or 4k or whatever, great. Use it. Like if it's doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, even this webcam I'm using now, it's not, hmm. not the best for everything. It, and it's a, it's a very expensive webcam for a, but it's still like, it's 300 bucks, you know, it's not bad hmm. and it's, and it's motorized. I can scroll oh, around cool. and stuff and nice. zoom in and I can, it has overhead mode. It has all these, cool little things that have made my process just a hundred yeah. times faster. I don't have to get my whole black magic rig out every single time I have oh God, an idea. Yeah. If you don't have to drag things out. Yeah. Like anytime <laughs> I have to reroute my whole board to like film something specifically. Oh my God. That was you know one what? of the reasons why I got rid of the Captor X. Cause it was like, <sighs> I had my board routed a certain way and in mm -hmm. order to basically have my AC 15 behind me, my Vox to basically record that I had to reroute my entire board and everything just for that scenario. And I was like, Oh, and I can't hear it in the room even. So I'm just like, Oh, this was a mistake, but it right. became someone else's <laughs> joy. And, you know, I sold it. And then of course with that, I ended up getting uh, a mastery bridge for my jazz master. So, I mean, everyone hey. ended up happy. So yeah, that worked out. That's it worked okay. out. <laughs> I need a captor actually, or something like it. I really want to, I haven't, I've went, Miking it does great for what it does, yeah. Yeah, I've I've done a lot of like old school miking mm -hmm. amps. I've done a lot of that, and I still do a lot of that. And then I've done a lot of direct plug-in stuff, but I've never done the the in between, mm. <laughs> plugging your amp into a captor or something or an aux or whatever. I've I've played with all of these things at, in other people's yeah. rigs and setups, but, but you I've never done spent, it for yourself. Yeah, never done it for myself, and I really, really, really want to try it. I, I think you'll have a fun exploration of doing that. Yeah, it's in its in itself its own journey. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I've learned so much. Uh, just basically when I got my uh, JC40, like the fact that I could go out the outs and then go into my pedal board, you know, I, blah, hold on, wait. Yeah, I can basically go into my pedal board and then from there go into my DAW while mm -hmm. still getting the amp sound of the JC. It was just great. And I was like, oh, that's the reason why I went to go look for the captor because I was just like, oh, maybe I can get my tube amp to do the same thing. Right. <laughs> it wasn't as easy or simple an operation. So, yeah. like How, it, how does it work? Um, it basically plugs in, uh, at least for the captor X, um, you basically plug into the input, you know, um, then basically when you have the Captor X controlling out of the, well, at least my box, the external SP out, mm -hmm. and that's basically going to be the part that's going into your DAW. Okay, got it. So got it. it's basically like I would think a in-between box for communicating between your, you know, audio interface and your, you know, obviously your amp. And whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes it easy. They have their own like IRs and cab sims and everything. And that itself also comes with its own learning curve if you have, you know, the patience to then navigate that as well. I've done a little bit of that. And in, in fact, uh, it's it's actually been I've got this IR loader uh, that I use. It's a STL tones one, I believe. I think it's free, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty but you can, you can load it stereo, mono, you can do whatever and load nice. whatever IRs yeah, you want into it. Stereo too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but it, I can't plug like a tube amp into it. But I have had really good luck plugging 
some amp in a box pedals directly into it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the Does It Doom Wall Purges, I did a video on that not too long ago, and it's basically an IOMI in a box type of situation. It's designed to recreate the sound of that rig. And I plug that straight into this, this uh, cab sim, and I was like, this sounds ridiculously good. I, You'd be surprised. Just, yeah, it's crazy. Like, like even this past like week, because it's like around the holidays, um, I had some family kind of pull together to get me like a present. And um, I got the Ruby um, from UA. Oh, and uh -huh. it's basically because the Captor X didn't work. I was still bummed that I couldn't have that Vox sound still. And I miss it a lot. Like I don't play through it as much. And with my high ceilings, um, miking it, it never really sounded great right. um for at least for me anyway um so yeah i the past couple of days i've been kind of exploring it and i was like oh this is what i missed because i've been putting distortion through it you know running through his paces the um mess around and find out kind of uh phase yes <laughs> and yes. uh yeah it's it's really been great so far i'm still learning it um but yeah hearing some of the distorted tones that i liked hearing out of the vox in that and i was like and this was really the first time i've had really a pedal that was a real like cab like a amp sim i was like i am actually rather surprised by this and the fact that it's a stereo too which my you know vox can't do so i was like i'm already like <laughs> that much much of improvement <laughs> over my previous situation which mm -hmm. i couldn't do a lot of things even though it was that connection point between the two like the um you know, Apollo, my, my audio face and Dawn, it's just, it didn't have that kind of capability that this does and sound that way. We are brought to you today by Sweetwater, specifically the Gear Exchange. You may have heard about this. This is a place where you can go to buy and sell your used gear. Maybe you got a pedal over there that's just kind of collecting dust. Maybe there's something you've been eyeing from the Sweetwater catalog. Well, Right now is a great time to turn that unused gear into something you're actually going to use. Even better, if you sell on the gear exchange, you can keep 100% of the sale as long as you choose a Sweetwater gift card as your payout method. That is not too shabby, because let's be honest, most of this buying and selling we do is just to fund new gear purchases, and that is a great way to reach a wide variety of customers and keep 100% in your pocket, or rather, on your pedal board. So go check out the Sweetwater Gear Exchange and turn that unused gear into something that's actually gonna help you write that next huge riff. Hello there. I'd like to introduce you to your new best friend, the Chase Bliss Audio Lossy. Lossy is a collaboration between Chase Blitz and Goodhertz. It's meant to give you some control over those weird digital artifacts that come with very compressed audio. You're hearing it right now. All the changes that are taking place are strictly coming from my playing dynamics. I'm just interacting with the pedal and letting it do its thing. And some true stereo goodness. If you'd like some more details about Lossie, I invite you to head over to chaseblitzaudio.com. I think you're going to like what you find.
Yeah, the UA line that they've come out with recently is absolutely bonkers. I didn't spend much time with the Ruby, but a little bit. Everyone's but with the Dream. The is Dream. What everyone's been, yeah. <laughs> the Dream was nuts. It's like, this is the best not Fender Fender I've ever played. This sounds <laughs> great. This is so cool. I love the Dream, but what I think gets a little bit slept on I think the dream is is the one that everyone thinks of. But yeah. the reverb, the golden. Yeah, I've heard that too. It's so good. It is so, so It'll good. It'll be on my list, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the golden's phenomenal. I love it so much. I've spent a lot of time with that one. I have I have that one here. And it's it's hard for me not to like put it on everything. Yeah, but that's what I was about to say. I put that on everything. <laughs> 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 it doesn't even need re- reverb. Put it on anyway. Yeah, I put it on anyway. <laughs> I put it on it. <laughs> doesn't doesn't need it's like reverb. cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even understand. Doesn't need reverb. Everything needs reverb. Everything needs reverb. <laughs> I'm gonna put reverb on this podcast. Why not? <laughs> yes, we will. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Oh. We will now put it on our voice. <laughs> we will talk with the reverb here. It's so great and lovely. There we go. Thank, thank you so much for that. I needed that You're in my welcome. life more than yes. I realized. That was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you you asked you you said we needed it so obviously I put it I put it on in that moment for you. That's that was you, the, your speed with it was really <laughs> impressive. You're like oh oh I, I got that don't worry I got One you moment. I got you yeah I got we you. got this <laughs> so cool. So have you gotten to do? I mean obviously you've talked about some of the things you've gotten to do. I, I know that I've have a handful of experiences from doing gear stuff that mm-hmm. I just never thought. I would get to do as a musician. Have you had any cool experiences that kind of exceeded your previous expectations? Are you talking about the channel or just in general? Just in general. Maybe things oh. that happened in life. Like, oh, I got yeah, a free hot, hot mean, dog one day um, or something. Yeah, like, whatever. Through the, yeah, through the process <laughs> of kind of going down this uh, road again since the podcast that I listened to where I heard um, Dave on Wax poetically about musicianship and artistry, um, I then basically started to put my own stuff out there. And aside from putting myself out there, um, I started to basically – um, go on to sites to try to meet other musicians to think band mix and stuff like that. And I ended up connecting with someone that was kind of local, maybe 35, 45 minutes from here. And we started to write it about the pandemic. We started to write, um, remotely with each other. And through that process of doing that, we sent our demo. I have two songs to a you know, a a label at the time and they ended up liking what we had and I ended up driving up to Atlanta and so did he. And we ended up going in to record these two songs, which eventually was put out. So I I did in twenty twenty one have a music project which was called Beneath Velvet Skies. Um it's under a label called Phi Tribe. Um and it got pretty much a lot of views. Um, so that was my, I guess I done something outside the ordinary, even before the channel in which I had something that a label put out and I made music video for, um, filmed everything, um, of us doing things, playing the music, you know, uh, in the garage, out in the world, doing things, kind of different scenes, different places. Like it was a lot of fun to be director to my own project like a music video and the guy that I um connected with Jeff Marks really great guy um I appreciated him and uh I am always open to opportunities to 
connect or work with people because A, you learn more and you find new opportunities to play music that otherwise sometimes you wouldn't have played yourself. So yeah, mm-hmm. I've, I love I've that. Been fortunate to like have that kind of experience going into a vocal booth, you know, singing and doing something that typically you associate professionals to do (laughs) (laughs) professionals professional quotations professionals (laughs) but yeah the the greatest thing that uh in that process of doing it in working with a producer was the fact that the direction she gave me and i'm very much a person when i show up to do said thing like i show up to work there's no fucking around like okay you need me to do this okay i'm gonna nail that or you instruct me how you want me to do it. Great. I'll try my best to nail that as best as I can. That's outside my comfort zone. Okay. Well, give me like maybe four or five tries. Let me try to navigate my uncomfortableness and I think I'll get there. But if you have patience with me and kindness, um, I can give you all I got. Mm-hmm. I I love that, that, that you just kind of proved the the point, right? You just put it out there. You just did it yeah, with no expectation. Just put yourself out. Yeah, no expectation. I did not think, well, I'm going to make this thing and this is going to happen. No, like I don't, I don't like, there's people that tell me, oh, this is going to be big. What you're doing, like you're going to blow up. And I was like, I don't think I will, but I appreciate that you think that much of what I'm doing and you love it that much to say that. Thank you. Like that, that may be the only thing that comes out of this, but I think (laughs) for that moment and saying that to me, that means the world. Like, I'm so grateful for the people that I've connected with with doing this. Not only people with demo channels, but just people in general. I have a Discord and all the people that I've connected even there that I talk to daily, like they've been the most lovely, charming, kind people. And we all obsess and talk about gear and life. And it's just been something really great. So on top of just doing all this creative stuff, that's been the other like reward for me is that I've really, really found a way to, I guess, have my people, I guess, that I have found through the process of creating. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me of my, my wife, Lynn, and I, we, you mm-hmm. know, have gotten fortunate to go into some pretty cool situations and interview people that we've always looked up to. Yeah. And she's come away a few times from these experiences and she's like, they're just like you because yeah, she's not a just, musician. She's she loves music. They're normal people. She's like, well, <laughs> yeah. so we're talking about like the way certain guitars fade to different colors and like, <laughs> oh, you see how the nitro's checking, you know. And she's like, they're just like you. They're, yes. I'm like, yeah, they're musicians. Yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like me. They're just like you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're getting close to the end of the episode. And usually this is the point where I ask the couple of classic questions that I always wrap this podcast up with. But before I do that, I like to give the guests the opportunity to take the stage. You know, you're talking to a few thousand people right now. You can tell them whatever you want to tell them. You can shout out somebody you want to shout out. You can, <laughs> you know, leave them with a nice message, plug anything you want to plug. The floor is yours. No, and thank you, Blake, for obviously offering your platform to me to speak about what I do, about guitars, about cars, about everything we've talked about so far. Mm -hmm. Of course. (laughs) Um, I really, really would love people to experience my channel, Pedal Playhouse. Um, A lot of fun. I don't take myself seriously, (laughs) obviously. We're just having fun. There's pedal demos and gear demos in there, you know. Um, But through exploring all of this, um, I think humor, comedy 
it's really what the root of this is. I've also made at this point my cat as a character with the Alby demo recently, which really frees me up to demo anything, not just pedal. I could do other things as well because not everything has art on it. So That's right. It'll free me up, you know, and the internet loves cats, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really is a place to come to to suspend, like, disbelief. Anything can happen. Anything is possible come over and just be a kid again. Like if you ever watch Pee-wee's Playhouse, very similar vein. I have effects pedals coming to life and talking to me, telling me their features, getting annoyed. We get into arguments, like we laugh, <laughs> we joke, um, we threaten each other. Like if there's very times where it's super absurd, there's Easter eggs all the time in the background or also like you know, pop culture references and things like that. Even if you don't get any of those, these demos are still entertaining enough that in watching, you'll still have a good time. Um, one of the things with the merchandise I have, which is the clean tone in the soup, they, I mean, the soap that goes across the screen is uh, actually a Mortal Kombat reference. Like, you remember in the arcade with well, the developer guy, if you do like an uppercut, uppercut it's like, Dusty! Like, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> oh, the reference. Yes. So when yes. the soap bar goes across the screen, clean tone! Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's the reference. <laughs> so, yeah, obscure gamer references. Like, I am just the silly, goofy kid um getting the opportunity to animate and kind of make a creative fun environment in this world where i invite you to uh, it's more like a show to be honest like i have to write pedal demo kind of like in the title and whatnot and tags and things but it's really like episodes are like you're coming to watch a show and through I've seen some of the algorithm, like all the data or whatever, and it shows me what people are looking at as far as like what, you know, obviously phones and iPads, but I was blown away over the fact that people were watching my demos on their TV. Like you know, we grow up around the living room and just watch it like a Saturday morning cartoon, like people mm -hmm. watching it on the TV and just, just, yeah. The fact that creating something that's like that, um, I really hope in watching this that gives you some joy in your day. And uh, yeah, it's more or less to wrap it all up. Be the good that you wish to see in the world. Um, be excellent to each other and just try to cause good ripples. And yeah, like I appreciate anybody that comments. Please subscribe. You can find me on I am Joan of Hearts on IG. I am on TikTok. I wish I had more followers because I need that 1K to like do live streams, which I love. Um, the other thing, place you can find me obviously is Pedal Playhouse on YouTube. I also am a co-host on Get Offset with Emily Harris, and I'm really grateful. She's really lovely to talk to and talk mm -hmm. with about gear. Um, I think what we have is pretty unique because we're women who are gearheads <laughs> and just obsessing about gear and life and things like that. So I entertain you to watch that that and tune in as well she has great demos um and that's pretty much i am very i guess for the most part approachable if you are kind and respectful i am too if you are not i will respond to you as absurd as your comment is <laughs> and we'll see where this rabbit hole goes of who's the most absurd <laughs> oh boy that could get deep in a hurry. You can't out, <laughs> out absurd the internet. How absurd uh, can we be? <laughs> oh, boy. This is dangerous territory. It is. It is. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I can uh, also back all that up. I mm. wanted to have you on for all those reasons. I think you're doing something really cool, and I wanted yeah. to put more people in tune with it. And, 
yes, please, everybody, go watch all of her videos on repeat so she can get up to the monetized, <laughs> be monetized status. <laughs> 4,000. I'm at 780, I think. It adds up quick. It adds up so. quick. Just, yeah, yeah, if we can get 20 people to go over there and watch every video, it, it'll, I, I it'll, it'll help a lot, yeah. you know? Thank go you. do it. Go do it. I'm grateful. All right. Classic questions. Here we go. Fire away. First one. What is your favorite boss pedal? Oh, my favorite boss pedal. All right, my first, my first boss pedal was a DMW. Yeah, DM2W was my favorite one, and I am sad that the custom switch stopped working, and I can't get anyone to fix it. So yes, that Aww. is my first. Yes, that is my tragic love story of loss. <laughs> so yes, uh, I had a friend. Uh, or person in the Discord go up. Uh, there was a Craigslist in Boston. They had an old vintage DM2 that he mm -hmm. managed to snag and send down for me. So now I have another actual DM2. That's now super as well. cool. So I have found my love again. <laughs> oh, the DM2 is wonderful. Yeah, the DM2 is lovely. Really great pedal. Good call. All right, final question. This is the one that gets a little dicey, a little controversial. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm bracing what, myself. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Oh. I know I I know there's going to be a huge division on, on my answer. Um but obviously I'm going to have to go with the tried and true pineapple on pizza. Oh well, they got to delete this episode. Yeah, I know, I know, I knew it was coming. I could have said something worse like, you know, uh pickles and ranch. I've had once, but it was pretty good. I mean, uh, I'm not a big ranch guy, but pickles I'm not either I, though. I like I'm pickles. a pickle person. Yeah. I love pickles. So yes. pickles <laughs> over pineapples any day for me. Okay. I just okay. don't like we can, pineapples. We can call the draw. We can call it a yeah. draw. <laughs> I've said this a million times on the podcast. A lot of people don't like pineapples on pizza specifically. I specifically just don't like pineapples on anything. Okay. Yeah. So it, it has nothing to do with I like. Yeah. I like sweet and savory, just not pineapples. <laughs> I just don't like pineapples. You're like, get out. Why. And pineapples in the room. Get out. <laughs> get out. Out. I think it's I think it's almost a texture thing because it's not like I, Maybe, I don't hate yeah. pineapple juice. I love al pastor when the chunks yes, of pineapple I are not. I love that. Yes, it. I love those I, as well. I want the pineapple chunks out, but I love the flavor of the meat. So it's not like the pineapple itself that drives me crazy. I think it's the weird. The combination. Stringy, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that because for me, um, if I had my choice, if it didn't kill me, I also as a topping like bacon with the pineapple, mm. which is again, if you take away the cheese kind of like an el pastor so i mean <laughs> that's you know um yeah i like i like that combination but i don't have a gallbladder so fat content is an important thing so I can't oh do the yeah bacon. oh no 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 unfortunately <laughs> well i mean it's better than the alternative right I, well of course I suppose. of course yeah. you only yolo right we can say yeah. that still right <laughs> i think so i think we're allowed to say that <laughs> maybe we're too old for that maybe sure. <laughs> maybe we're dating ourselves you know what actually my content is just dating me left and right i'm fine with that <laughs> totally fine with that <laughs> oh yeah but, yeah i think people have Figured out my age a long time ago. Because it's the <laughs> my exact... looks are deceiving. Trust me, <laughs> I look like a kid, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we'll slide well, over to Patreon. Yeah, and see what kind of nonsense we can get into. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. For Joe, this is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. All righty, folks. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. There are so many more. If this is your first time, welcome to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this. If you've been around for a while, well, you know, I appreciate you very much. And if you really enjoyed this and you want it without the ads, it is available over on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash tone mob, where for just 
five bucks a month, you can get bonus episodes and no ads. For three bucks a month, you can have it totally ad-free. So check that out, and it really helps support the show. It really, really, truly does move the needle in a very meaningful way. So please check that out if you can. If you can't, I totally get it, and this will always be here and be free for you to listen to at your leisure. Of course, there's the YouTube channel, both for myself and for Joe. Check out Pedal Playhouse. Please check out Pedal Playhouse. It is so much fun. I think you'll really enjoy it. And please check out my channel as well. We're trying out here. We're just small little content creators trying to make stuff for the people. And we'd all appreciate it if the people could check it out and let us know what you think. All right, everybody. I will talk to you on the internet very, very soon. I mean, like, very soon. All right, bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstreet as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. 
Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or a band on the rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.